0: Redneck Tech Podcast is brought to you by Diamondback Covers, the absolute best cover you could ever spend your money on. If you need an insurance policy for all the expensive gear in the back of your truck, then you need a Diamondback cover. Make the bed of your truck a vault with Diamondback. Right here, right here, right here, right here. Yeah. You want it? Yeah. Welcome back to the Redneck Tech Podcast. This is going to be the last episode of the year. This is going to be episode 76 and we are literally throwing this one together last minute because uh, Ryer came in the office and said what I already knew that we had to do today which is get a podcast out before the first of the year. This is our last day in the office until the first of the year. So um, we are going to do it today and for the lack of for the lack of planning, it's going to be a recap of everything that happened this year, along with some news from for 2020. Um, it's been a crazy year. Uh, absolutely crazy year. Wonderful year. Great for business. Um, honest to God, can't believe it's already coming to an end. It has been the longest, fastest year ever. Uh, and that's really hard to explain. Like I look back on like I was sitting here trying to think of all the trips that we did this year, or that just as I did, and it's a lot of them. And uh, and and this is what kills me sometimes about myself is I have the worst memory. Is I can't remember. I, I can't have a I have a horrible I have a horrible long term memory, great short term memory. Is that possible? Because I think I have that. You know, because I've done a bunch of trips this year. But for me to sit here verbatim and tell you all the trips that I did this year and all the places that I went, I'd have to really think about it. And I'd have to look at my calendar and I'd have to, you know, go back. And how many times were you with so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so? I don't remember. It's so hard for me to remember that kind of thing. But um, I just know that it has been a whirlwind. And it, like, when you got here, what you said, what you got here, August 22nd? Mm-hmm. That was the day you got here? Yeah, It got, uh that's when it really went into overdrive. I mean, it was a crazy year up until then, but, you know, right there when we started doing that Rent Guns and Gear shoot in August, and it's really hard for me to think all the way back to, like, January of last year, which was ATA show, a duck hunt in Texas, and in February we did some hog stuff, the thermal hog hunt. March was Florida. Oh, what else? I don't remember. I'd have to really think. Did some bow fishing in the summer. But anyway, um, I thought it would be a good idea to go back through and kind of um, give a recap of what Ryer and I did this year. So between the two of us, um, since Ryer started in August and me all year long combined, we were in 21 different states and we spent over or I spent over a month in three different Canadian provinces. We were in Texas five times, Oklahoma four times, Nebraska three times. Idaho three times. Uh, we spent over 235 days on the road, and uh, over well over 10,000 images, uh, edited images produced for clients. 14,602 gigs of footage, which is over 14 terabytes, and 96 completed videos. Which I think that 96 completed videos is a little inflated because some of those are teases. But let's just say that's a completed the,
1: video. Yeah, well, yeah, it's a separate timeline. It is.
0: It truly, yeah, it truly is. (laughs) Um, But let's just say for the sake of argument, there's 70 long, you know, 65 to 70 long, you know, full-blown produced videos that we did in 2019. And um, with all that being said, the next thing that we look to doing is our reel. And the reel that I did last year went over really well, and people really liked it, but they do not understand how much time creating a real takes and how much time we have and we don't have that much time. Cause you've got a trip coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to be gone for what three days to yeah. Texas again, um, starting the new year off with a bang. Um, so w- we were sitting here around thinking like, what is everything that we did this year? And it's kind of daunting to think about, like to put down onto a timeline that represents 2019, <laughs> how do you put everything down in one timeline that's like pretty concise, like three minutes long that represents our 2019? I really don't know. Um, Which 2018 you know, I thought was crazy and then 2019 has got creation. And hopefully 2020 is, you know, knock on wood, is, is as um maybe not as busy but as profitable, as fun. You know, because I've had a really good time this year. I've only had – Trying to think back, what have you have you had like a, just a really bad trip? Which Idaho was rough on you, the elk hunt with Brian, just because y'all didn't get into the elk.
1: Yeah, I, but that doesn't make a trip bad for me. Yeah, because I'm I'm I go into trips with the expectation that it's. Well, I don't go into trips with any, especially elk. Yeah, I don't go into elk trips with any expectations. That's I smart, go there though. for. For whatever that hunt is going to be, and if we see elk, then that's cool. If we don't yeah. see elk, then yeah, it kind of sucks. But also, it's elk hunting. So and you're
0: in the west, and you're getting to, yeah, you're getting. So to I mean, it was a tough.
1: It. it was a tough hunt physically. It was, um, mentally, I don't think it was a very tough hunt, and I had a great time. Yeah. with With the guys there, we so. all had a super
0: nice. I mean, it's, it helps when you have a nice camp. Mm-hmm. You have good people around. Yeah. You're there elk hunting. You're in the west. The mm-hmm. weather's fairly mild. That's always bearable. And then when you have the right gear and you're kind of halfway in shape, that makes it even better. You know, if, you, if if all those things happen, even a crappy elk hunt can be not so crappy. Um, I'm trying to think of some really rough ones I had this year. Um, moose was rough just because the weather was crap. Rain. Trying to film the rain sucks. Um, and the moose hunting was tough. But uh, we ended up killing some moose. I didn't really get anything on video worth of crap that always frustrates me mm-hmm. going on a trip, spend all the energy and time and effort and money and time away from family. And you don't really get anything on camera that you're really proud of. Um, and a client's paying for something that you're not, that, that you feel like didn't, you know, it didn't, you know, meet expectations in my mind. Cause I'm always, always have way higher expectations for, the trip that I think the client does, at least I hopes hope to I hope to have higher expectations. That one was tough. Um, our elk Cut in Idaho was really tough. Uh, that one really frustrated me. Cost a lot of money that we didn't really have anything to show for it. We were going to edit that one for for the Badlands, but we just didn't have the time. Um, we still have it on the shelf for maybe doing it again in another time. Or using it for something else. I think we've got some other stuff in there. We can use it for something. Or put together a make it happen episode when we have time. Mm-hmm. Um that's something that we can do. Um and I think we need to do that. We've just got to get caught up on everything. And and kind of kind of what I wanted to talk about is kind of where we started and where we ended up. And you know, earlier this year, you know, my my goal was to try and solidify where Copeland Creative fit and where Redneck Tech fit into the industry and what goals we were going to try and make or meet, what, uh, things we were going to try and accomplish. And a goal that I've always had was bringing somebody on to help. That one happened this year. Thank God. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Ryan, for, um, I guess being crazy enough to move all the way to Georgia and jump into this, uh, this arena with me. Um, Think you I I think you've had a good time doing it. Yeah, I've had a good time. You know, um, but it was it was my goal to not to do more, but to do better at what we're already doing. To take care of the people that have taken care of me, um, and got me honestly got me here. You know, because if it weren't for Chuck and Dudley and um Brian and Andy at Diamondback, if it weren't for those people, I mean. I can't I honestly couldn't say that we'd be sitting here talking. Um because those are the people that I've been working with for two and three and uh, Chuck, I mean almost five years now. And uh they're the ones that have trusted in us to get to go out and do this every day. And uh that is that's really hard. It's really hard to find good clients like that and then keep good clients like that. And it's really hard to make money doing this. you know I was talking to my cousin Katie the other day um she was talking about she got she got a new business and um I was talking to her about you know Copeland Creative and redneck Tech and all this and I was like you know we're we're a small business, and you think about it, we are i mean there's two of us mm-hmm. you know um that do virtually everything and uh but then again, in the grand scheme of things in the outdoor business, we're a big business. Mm -hmm. And I say that kind of facetiously, but not really. Because if you think about it, most production houses out there, really big ones, there's only like three or four of them that have like multiple employees. Majority of them are one-man bands um, that uh, don't don't do this full time. You know, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of them. There's a lot of guys out there that freelance just in the fall and they have another business in the spring or in the summer or both. Um, they're a firefighter and this. They're a landscaper and this. They're a you know construction guy and this. They don't mm-hmm. just do this. So, for the fact that we both do this full time, and this is our dedicated job, is to produce outdoor-related content 365 days a year. That's that's awesome, uh, and it's and it's rare, and it's I think it's becoming even more rare. But we've done a good job of put positioning ourselves to work on the right things with the right people with the right timelines and not to stretch yourself too thin, even though I think sometimes that we do, I'm not like, close. dude, every time, <laughs> I know, every time we're so close every time. But the thing is, it's like, I'm looking at my to do list and it keeps getting shorter, but that there's like three or four lingering things that aren't like a hundred percent done. Like I feel yeah. like they're done, but the client hasn't said they're done. So they're not done. Right you know and it's one of those things where It's like i just want people to like sign off and be like we're done let's go to the next thing but mm-hmm. it's never that like clean and pretty um but uh, i don't know it's i think back on the year just everything that we've done and everything that we've accomplished and i think my best my greatest accomplishment this year would be the black rifle film um in utah Super proud of that one. I was super stressed out about that one, and I'm Mm -hmm. still stressed out because it now will not air until July. They told me Um, we filmed it in September of 2019. It won't air until uh, July of 2020. So, those of you that are asking me um, when you can see that, July. (laughs) (laughs) So another what seven eight months now from now. So, and then that.
1: Well, there's a lot of stuff in general that we have finished that hasn't. And put anywhere yeah yet yeah so there's a ton of stuff like those 75 videos people are probably going well we haven't seen 75 videos yeah i know first of all they're spread out all over the place oh, God. The that are, everywhere and some of them are waiting to be put out or they're on a later schedule yeah. or whatever it may or be or
0: they're a one-off thing for social media and if you're not following that particular social media account you might not see them or if you're mm-hmm. not you know, you're not following that email blast or that, you know, whatever, you might not see it. Yeah, I wish there was one location where we could just keep everything, which there is on our Vimeo account. But, you know, kind of legally and morally, we really can't make all those things public. Like some of them, like if they're a year old and they're way out, you know, past due or whatever, I'll make them public and there's really none, you know, no problems with it. But um, there's a lot on there. If you go to our Vimeo page, it's vimeo.com slash Copeland Creative. I'm pretty sure is what it is. And um, there's some videos on there, but there's way more on there that you can't see because we make them in- invisible. We, we, we make them a private link only. That way we can send them to clients, and that way they improve them, and we'll put the new videos and new updated videos. That's where everything lives. So um, that's where you could watch things that were done. You know, If, if you want to find one location that's got the most of our stuff on it, that's where you're going to find it.
1: I think what we may need to do is start aggregating it. So when people post it out because usually we see when people post it out mm-hmm. we got to put maybe links somewhere so uh, then so then we can still people can see all the stuff yeah. but we're not, we're well,
0: how not be, well how do you do that with like Instagram though like do you have an Instagram link like what does that work how does that work
1: we'd, we'd kind of have to Frankenstein a little bit you you I have that thing link tree I have the link tree in the Instagram and then we could make a page on the website that would just have a maybe just a list of stuff. We can figure it out. I need
0: to start asking clients, though, when they make things live, can we make them live on our Vimeo account? Because that would be the easiest thing. Like, mm-hmm. once it goes live to the public, then can it go live on our, you know, our Vimeo account? Because, I mean, it's their video. It's going to be titled their video. It's They're going to, I mean, we're yeah. still going to get the credit for it. But that's something I'd like to do because, honestly, I'd like to do it for myself to be able to keep up with it. Um, but yeah, there's, uh, that's where everything lives. But anyway, um, where was I going? I don't remember anyway. the worst kind of, I'm just kind of talking out of my butt on this one so oh, that was my thing my favorite my favorite you know biggest accomplishment this year was the black rifle Utah Elk hunt. And I think it was just because never got to Elk hunt Utah never got to go to the Deseret. and it was unbelievable I mean unbelievable um to the point to where I don't want to elk hunt anywhere else ever again <laughs> <laughs> um. And but I'll never, you know, I'm hoping to get to go there again next year. I plan on getting to go again, but um, just can't put that one into words until you get to see the finest, you know, the finished film. It's not; it's really hard to explain. So, if you had to put your, uh, put your chops into one this year, what was yours?
1: Hmm. A finished video. Anything?
0: What was your favorite thing to do this year?
1: I think my favorite and. Nobody will be able to see this yet, but my favorite thing that I've done was the hunt sequence for RG&G. Yeah. Just because I think it was cool. I think it ended up really cool. Um, I was able to be a little bit more unorthodox with it, Mm -hmm. which I had a good time with. Try some graphic stuff. I sound designed it a little bit. Um, So that was probably my favorite uh, scene that's one thing. that's still hanging
0: in the wind. I really wish it was, <laughs> was done. Yeah. Oh, um, we've been staring at that one since
1: August. Yeah, so that's that's probably my favorite scene or or like little bit of work that I've done. I'm trying to think of like uh a, a favorite video. I really liked the um the one I did with Brian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, uh, Idaho one. But yeah, that, I that one is
0: public, so people can't see that one.
1: Yeah, I haven't done a ton of Shoot and edit this fall, where I shot it and edited it. Yeah, like Brian's was one that I did a few short pieces for Rambo. I did Rolly White and Rolly White finishing up right now. But like most of the edits that I was doing in the fall was stuff that you shot. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I've been shooting a lot with Kip, and those are those will be edited by somebody else. Or we don't know know yet. We don't know. Yeah. Um, but who, I haven't, I haven't worked on editing those
0: who, um, how, how did you like editing stuff you didn't shoot? Cause to this point you had only edited things that you had shot, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I liked it. You did like it. Yeah. Why? Uh, because you shoot a lot less than me. Yeah. And, uh, I'm not so precious with your footage as I am with my footage. <laughs> I'm not so
0: precious <laughs> with your but footage. I, that's great. So, I, you see, because you haven't fallen in love with the clip. So, you're just like,
1: I didn't take it. I was like, unad- I can just look at it and go, man, that sucks.
0: Just unadulterated, just, just yeah. raping through my stuff is <laughs> what you're saying.
1: No, well, the thing is with my stuff is like, <laughs> that's but that is know, a great way to
0: put it though. You don't, you don't have any connection to it. No. You're just like, meh, don't like it.
1: It's either a good clip and it works or it's a bad clip and it doesn't matter like how much time you put into it. Cause I don't even know that. <laughs> I don't know that you could have, it could have taken you guys 45 minutes to set up that shot. And if it sucks, I don't even know. Uh, yep. Yeah, that is great. Um, but with my stuff, I'm like, Oh, I took freaking 45 minutes. I thought about that shot for three days. It's gotta fit somewhere, and then it I'm doesn't. I've gotta make that shot work. Yeah. That shot is making the cut yeah, you somehow. Just start shoving it into places, and you are like, <laughs> it's not working. How can I make it work? It's gotta work. Yeah, but uh, and you shoot less than me, which it makes that it is easier. a great
0: point. I've never thought about that when you edit because I've edited a bunch of crap that I didn't shoot, and I've never thought about how I do not have any emotional connection to it whatsoever. No, nope. it's just clips in a timeline at that point. It's just like I have no connection. I don't care. I'm trying to get this. That is that is a great perspective.
1: It's almost like if you have a garden, <laughs> you want to use all of your fruits from that garden. Yeah. Like you don't want to waste that because you put in a lot of time in that garden. Yeah. But when you go to the store yeah, and you get like some tomatoes and you don't want to use the tomatoes, you're like, screw these tomatoes. Yeah. I don't care. I'll <laughs> buy more tomatoes. <laughs> they don't matter. I'll get new tomatoes. It doesn't Whatever.
0: That's so. That is such a good perspective. I love that. And 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 if and you say I shoot less, how much less do I shoot than
1: significantly. you? Significantly, significantly, significantly less. <laughs> it's a lot, and maybe I just get excited. I get I get real excited, and I get kind of like
0: significantly.
1: I get I well I have a I get nervous that I'm not going to get enough stuff.
0: Oh, I still do that to this day. I still get nervous that I don't get enough. Like with this. uh. This edit that I just did that I didn't shoot, I didn't think I had enough, and I had enough. But it was one of those things I do that all the time. But that's so funny.
1: Yeah, you shoot <laughs> you a lot do, less. You,
0: you, I shoot significantly less, and you don't care.
1: <laughs> yeah. So it make and, and the, uh, like, those particular projects were for internet, which yeah. makes it a little bit yeah. easier. Um, like, I don't know, maybe I shot a lot on the really White because, mm-hmm. I've been going from shooting TV with Kip to shooting that. Mm-hmm. And so I was in like T V mode where yeah. it's like And those are shoot two different all of it, shoot it those all. Those are two different modes. And no still doubt. with Kip I feel like I don't shoot enough. Yeah. Sometimes I feel well, like I should be when shooting. I went
0: the through the when I went through the gigs to to figure out how much gigs we shot this year, all the Kip projects were like three times as much as anything else. So you're shooting a lot more. And I I, and sm- at
1: this point I haven't and the problem is, and I thought about this on my last trip, is since I have not edited a Kip show, I don't I don't know 100%. You don't know where to trim yet. Yeah, I don't know what's, like, definitely not going to get used, what definitely needs to get used, and what, you know, I don't have that in the back of my mind, the checklist that you have for Chuck or for Dudley or yeah. those guys because you shot with them so much. Yeah. So I just, I mean, I'm just shooting almost everything.
0: So on a scale of 1 to 10, how much does it hurt your heart to know that someone's going to edit that and not care how much time you put into it?
1: <laughs> it doesn't hurt my heart that somebody's not going to care. I get that. That's a that's purely business. <laughs> I don't they don't have to care about my footage. What it it does make me nervous that somebody else may edit that. Mostly for the fact that they'll see all the crap. Yeah. That's what that's more what I don't want is I don't like people being able to see all my raw footage yeah like that's a that should be stored away in a very secret place and nobody should ever access that's
0: a deep personal relationship you have with someone else that's seeing your raw
1: footage it's not it's not comfortable <laughs> that's oh. so funny like i don't even really want to hand you my stuff because i'm like um oh, he's gonna find some weird things in there that are bad
0: <laughs> be like oh can you, you explain outer- this clip like were you in an earthquake <laughs> what were you under sniper fire what is happening what, here
1: what were you filming <laughs> i see nothing
0: yeah, all this is the 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 white balance is off. This is out of focus. What is happening at this moment? I'm not really sure. Oh, dude, I'm f- dude. I've all I've been there. Oh, I've done that myself. Like I'd go back through footage. Like that was the bad thing about editing television when I was a sub seven is you'd shoot something in September and you start editing it in March. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's six, eight, seven months behind. You'd open up the project and you'd start cutting and you'd be like, what in the hell? <laughs> what, what what was I thinking right here? Like, And there's like 10 clips in a row of just pure garbage. And you're like, what exactly was happening? The best ones I love is when I'm going through the timeline of something I just shot, and there's this random clip of the camera hanging down, just like running like on the <laughs> ground that you've accidentally hit the record button, and, and it's just complete chaos. Yeah, And I've always Nothing. tried to figure out, like, where's a good place to use this? Like, where would this fit? And it never fits. Like, I can never find a place for that to go. But that happens once every couple of trips. It happens with the 5D more because that button's a little touchier. Um, And then I'll get to the 5D and there'll be an earthquake or a car accident in the middle of it. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. I'll just go through and and delete the clip. But that's so good. So um, my favorite project that you did this year that you edited was the South Dakota with Brian. I think the color on that one turned out so good, Um, especially the recovery sequence. South Dakota whitetails. Oh, yeah, okay. The um the the recovery, I saw you looking up like what which
1: one? I get confused a little bit sometimes. I gotta remember which which one was which. So I, I have to picture the timeline in my head. I was trying to picture the timeline yeah, in my head.
0: That one and that one we actually even cut two of my favorite shots, which was the drone shots of the deer because we didn't want someone to get mad at us. Um, oh, there was yeah. a couple of tr- shots of a, drone shots of a rut crazed buck that who had, had no idea we were there and I actually I actually was flying the drone and saw him on accident and flew over and got a cool shot of him and then left it was after we'd already killed um but we didn't want people to you know DNRs to get mad at us and stuff so we did didn't use it um even though I wanted to use it uh it was we figured it would be smarter not to put it in the video but uh that one got cut but the just the colors we shot that one in S-Log, mm-hmm. and you did a really good job of coloring it. You
1: shot that. We didn't shoot that. You shot that. Oh, one.
0: okay. I shot that. You edited it. And uh, I thought that show turned out. It was concise. It was to the point. We killed a good deer. It was good footage. The light was perfect. It was out of a ground blind, and I love hunting out of ground blinds. Um, That one was my favorite. That one turned out really well, and I think Brian really liked that one. Yeah, I think he did. So um, that was a good one that... It is live as well. That one's on Hunt Stand Media. Um, trying to think of some other ones that we did. The rent guns and gear one, even though it's not done, it's, I mean it's pretty much done. That was a cool one because that was mm-hmm. out, that was outside the box, and we got to, and we got to kick it with everyone for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. And anytime we can kick it with everyone's always
1: good. And it was a different kind of shoot.
0: It was a very different kind of shoot. I'd love. Oh, excuse me. I'd love to do some more of that type of stuff this year. Um, I'm hoping we get to, I know we've got a couple of different type things on the horizon, whether or not we get them or not. I don't know. Um, as we get closer to the spring, a lot of these are going to be happening The spring. we got a couple of new possibilities in the summer. Um, can't really speak to what those are yet on the podcast. I'll talk to you about them. I think I've already talked to you about them. but Anyway, to kind of look forward to 2020, um, well, oh, I was going to ask you. Compared to your last gig, your last job, like, the volume and speed and everything, like, how did, how much was it different?
1: Uh, it's a lot different. Yeah. It's a lot different. Um, Better, worse, and different? I mean, it has its pros and cons. Yeah. So, at the last place, we hunted every week. Yeah. Uh, more or less, whether that was for hogs most of the time. Yeah. Uh, or this time of year we'd be doing waterfowl. The, we kind of had a lull actually in the, not a lull, but kind of a slower period during the fall because we'd go on one or two elk hunts, maybe a deer hunt. Yeah. Um, but it, we weren't going up to the ranch every week and it was kind of that weird time in between when waterfowl really started kicking off good. Um, <coughs> so, uh, I had, and I had a lot more time in the office, uh, at, at the last gig. So I was able to take a lot more time on the edits, and I never really had to be super speedy with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've had to kind of adjust to that. I've had yeah. to adjust to being really fast with the edits, uh, trying to be more instinctual with the edits, and trying to get those out quicker. So as far as the pace of things, it's been a lot faster, yeah. a lot faster. Um, and I've spent more time in the field. This year, uh, then definitely. Have yeah, you in years said you past.
0: how many how many days did you do from August twenty second till till now? Was it sixty something?
1: Yeah, six seven, so, 60 So October, November, something. December.
0: So essentially four months. Two of them you are gone. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I which mean, is which is a lot. That's a lot. I mean, it's a lot for anybody. I mean, I think most freelance guys do a hundred days a year, and mm. you did sixty days in four months. So it's a it's a pile, and um, and that makes it. And we talked about this. It makes it really hard to go from field to edit, edit to field, field to edit, edit to field. It's hard to get back in that mindset. It's a lot easier to get on a shooting mindset than it is an editing mindset. They're just they're two different frames of mind, um, in my opinion they are. But uh, that's why it's over years and years. I've really consolidated that shooting because I've been in this mode for, you know, eight years of shoot it bring it back, edit it, get it out, go again. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's the only way you make money. You know, if if you, we if we take three and four days to do things that should take us a day and a half, well, we can't, if we're billing it at a day and a half or two days and we take four days to do it, well, we just lost two days. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's one of those things to where it's, at the end of the day, it's a business now. Do I wish we had more time to do some things? Yeah, I wish we did. And hopefully we will. Um but it, yeah, it's, it's been crazy. And going into 2020, um, we've got a couple of things planned that I wanted to talk to you guys about. We're going to start live streaming some edits. Um, I'm going to try and start doing that on Mondays. It's either going to be Ryer or I, and it's going to be depending on what we're working on. Um, and the first thing we're going to be working on is uh, we have a huge waterfowl project that we have been working on. Yes, I said waterfowl project. Yes, it's us doing it and yes, we're the lead on it. Um, it's one of those things where I guess we spoke into existence or I spoke it into existence by um hating on waterfowl so much. But the good thing is it's gonna be a project, um, with Blue Stem Waterfowl in Oklahoma where we're telling the story of the the, the guides themselves, not necessarily I mean they're gonna be we're gonna kill ducks and geese, but Um, That's not going to be the focus. So it's going to be much more story driven, which is what I enjoy doing the most anyway. Um, It's going to be four of us on that shoot. It's going to be Ryer and I. It's going to be Drew Seals. And it's going to be, um, who else is on that shoot with us? I'm trying to, I've drawn a blank. I think it's on here. And Dawson Leak is going to be the photographer. I just lost my complete train of thought for some reason. So me, Ryer, Drew, and Dawson Leak are going to be the four on that project. Um, that's going to happen right after the ATA show. You and I and Clay will be at ATA show doing some stuff for Hunt Stand Media. I will be in meetings while you guys are shooting some product videos. And then we will go straight from there to this waterfowl project. And so Ryer and I have got a whole day. Was it next week? Is it the 31st or the 30th? I put that on the calendar. For us to have the planning.
1: I think it was the 30th. 30th.
0: Yes, 30th. So on Monday, we will be here all day working on planning. And I think that's the day that Chuck is coming into town to shoot interviews. So we'll shoot interviews that day for his last two shows, I guess. Crap. Well, I guess we might be doing that on the 31st then. Because if I am shooting interviews, I need to finish both of those shows that day too. So we might have to push that to the 31st. But anyway, so in the first, we're doing that skeet shoot at the house, so we're not working mm-hmm. that day. Uh, and then the second, you leave to go on the waterfowl hunt. So, God dang, man. <laughs> oh, you might have to have come in some random time uh, next I'm week. Cu- I'm coming in tomorrow morning till about lunch because we're going to do our Christmas party tomorrow a little late. And then uh, I might have to come in on Saturday, too, if I don't get it done tomorrow. But we'll see. Figure that out. Um. But anyway, to go on along with what I was saying about upcoming in 2020, we've been working on uh, production class dates, and I finally narrowed it down today. So we're going to do two production classes for Redneck Tech Podcast listeners. Uh, we're going to put it on social media. We're going to you know, kind of announce it and continue to announce it up until probably a week or two out. Um, we're going to do a production class. Uh, and when I say production class, this class is going to consist of exactly what the people sign up want. So if the people that sign up, the majority of them want a hands-on camera class, then that's what we'll do. If the majority of them want an editing class, that's what we'll do. If they want a combination of both, that's what we'll do. I'll have a questionnaire for exactly what you're wanting, but I will have a sign-up sheet going up um, soon. I might get it done today, I doubt it. First class is going to happen February 21st through the 23rd here in Dahlonega. Uh, class will cover what it needs to cover based on who signs up. There will be eight spots, and I was thinking eight might even be too much, so I'm gonna definitely have a hard cut off at eight. And it's gonna be $500 a person. Uh, you've got to get to Delanaga. You pay for your food and your and your lodging, and I'm gonna work on a place for everybody to stay so you can all stay in the same place. Um, don't hold me to that, but I'm gonna try try to do that. And then we're also going to do the same thing in the summer, August 7th through the 9th. So that's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So you will arrive whenever you want on Friday, preferably, you know, afternoonish, ish um, evening-ish. That will really be a meet and greet day where everybody will kind of hang out. We'll talk, ask questions, kind of gear up for what we're going to do the next day. The next day will be a full, you know, probably like 7, 8, 9 a.m. till whenever we get done. Uh, it'll be a long day of everything. And then Sunday will be more of a storytelling, you know, more of a in-depth day on editing and things like that generally is what happens. And that one will end lunchtime, a little after lunch, really when everybody wants to be done. I'm not going to put hard times on it because if people have to leave, they got to leave. If people want to stay and hang out, they can stay and hang out. I don't really care, but it'll be a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, type deal, so, like I said, eight spots, $500 a spot, and the dates, again, are February 21st through the 23rd here in Dahlonega. Um, I don't know if we can fit eight people here in the office. I'll kind of figure that out. Um, we might have to, I don't know, we'll, me, Ryan and I will figure that out. But it will be, as of right now, tentatively, Ryan and I will be here. Um, we'll Teaching the class we will probably split everybody up. That way we can both have, you know, hands-on with people. Uh, we'll have, you know, kind of a curriculum an outline and all that stuff before you get there, what to bring, all that good stuff. So uh, that is the tentative 2020 plans for us for the next really two months. Um, And that's about all we can stand for the next two months (laughs) because that's about the time we'll be done editing um, the waterfowl project. And then we'll be gearing up for turkey season. So that's really the only gap we're going to have is the end of February So, uh, that's all I got. I think that's it. Recap 2019, what's coming up in 2020, and ATA show here will come. What's next Monday? So, that's going to be the 30th when this one will air.
1: Next Monday is the day everybody's listening to this?
0: Yeah, and then what's the next Monday? Because then we'll have to have another one. I might con Chuck into doing one. The next one would be the 6th. So, January the 6th. Okay, yeah, if I can get Chuck to do one on Monday, we can do that. And then I me and you will do the planning mm-hmm. on the 31st. And then, daggum, oh, you get back. We're here for three days. So we'll have to That's we'll have to do the real, the 6th, 7th, and 8th. That's the days we'll have to have it done. Mm-hmm. Which I think, if we have to take that Rambo thing, we'll have to leave on the 8th. We won't even be here then. So it'll only be the 6th and the 7th. Which I'll have... That whole time you're gone. So I can do that those days too. And finish up anything that's lagging with like rent guns and gear or anything if they get those guys get it figured out of what they want to finish it up. So
1: this was an unfiltered look into the planning process of Copeland creative. Yeah.
0: That's, and that's about <laughs> as, that's
1: about as, uh, we have, we have at least two conversations like that every day. Every day.
0: I have this conversation with myself multiple times a day. And, uh, just how are we going to get it all done in the days that we have? I just I love and hate the Christmas season so much because I love spending time with family, but I hate how many days get chewed up by family stuff to where I can't plan on having those days to get things done like I feel like half December has been chewed up by like things that I had to go do and couldn't get other things done, like those Rambo things I've wanted those done for two weeks. Oh, really? But it seems like for two weeks, I just haven't been able to do them. There's always been something to do. But, well, uh, I'm sure my wife will have something in those next two weeks to chew up at least one of those days. So, I don't know. We'll figure that one out. But
1: And we will be at the Badlands Film Festival this year.
0: As far as I know, yeah. So. Yeah, we, we'll be there. Um, I'm I, I'm going to try and bring... What I need to do is I need to schedule, I need to bring this. We need to bring this whole podcast set up, and we need to do some podcasts with some people there at ATA. Mm-hmm. It's just you have to do them at night because everybody can't do them during the day on the floor, and we don't have, like, a room reserved or anything like that. Um, But I've got several people I'd like to do them with there, and I'd like to have them, like, live and not have them <sighs> add that to my list of things to do is figure out who we can do that with while we're there. But uh, that would be cool to get some people on. Uh, If you have suggestions of who you want to hear podcasts with, send me suggestions. If I know them, I'll ask them. And uh, if I don't know them, I'll ask them. I don't care. All I can say is no. Um, But that's all I got. Is that all you got?
1: I think so. I think that's all I got.
0: Well, we talked for 37 minutes about nothing. Hey, that's awesome. All right. Thanks, guys.